the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following show is pre-recorded. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM The Word. Last week we had the opportunity to chat with Jason Earls. Uh, he's with JasonEarls.com. And uh, Jason, welcome back to part two. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> well, you've got some great stories, and uh, you claim to be a comedian. So let's find out. You know, when my daughter says, Dad, you're funny, I said, I hope so. That's how you eat. <laughs> uh, and she says, keep, keep staying funny. Right. Keep right, staying funny. Right. We like to eat. So you've had some incredible mentors in, in, the last, uh, in the last episode. You were talking about listening to Howard Hendricks, and you mm. were talking about uh, being able to sit under the ministry of um, – of Tony Evans, yes. and so you've had a chance, and then you talked about your, the heritage that you had with your father and your grandpa and being yeah. a, a preacher's kid, so you've had an opportunity to look, to see a lot of great people, a lot of great mentors, and and talk about that for a, a couple minutes. Man, uh, you saying that, uh, man, to whom much is given, much is required, so as you as you talk about those individuals, that God has allowed me to uh, sit under and be a part of. I just think about, you know, what is it? <clears throat> I try not to waste too much time. It's like, why, why me, Lord? But it it empowers me to know that God's called me to do something significant, and uh, significant can be uh, to one person. But just as I look at my life, knowing that God God has helped me be in front of sit. <laughs> I remember listening. I'm grateful for. Uh, organizations like Salem Radio because when I was in college struggling just to begin to really start a, a deeper journey of discipleship I didn't have like you didn't we didn't know we didn't have podcasts then we didn't have you know you don't have access to tapes because you just this young babe and so the only thing you had was radio right mm-hmm. and so listening to Dr. Tony Evans on the radio uh, just say you know what I'm I started, part of my routine was uh, come in my room, pray, read my Bible, and by that time, uh, that radio program would be on, and I would listen to the radio program, and one day I was like, oh, I need to go to seminary. Where am I going to go? And he mentioned Dallas Theological Seminary, and I went there. Then I found out I needed a job <laughs> with the scholarship that I had, and then somebody said, hey, uh, man, I work at Oakland Bible Fellowship. I want to offer you a job. And then so my first meeting, I walk into a boardroom and I take down a seat at the table. And then in walks the pastor of this church, Tony Evans, and sits down right beside me. And I'm sitting like, oh, I used to listen to this dude on the radio. God used him to introduce me to the seminary that I attend. 
Now I'm sitting right beside him in the boardroom. Like, oh my goodness. And so it so so the mentors that I've had just want one know that God's God brings people in your life not so you can become closer to them, but so that you can become closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so really being able to maintain focus of what is it that they're teaching me? What is it that they're showing me that God is using to equip me to do the work that he's called me to do? Well, and there's a certain, if you can get past the pro, being around a prominent person, yes, you know, because those of us that have worked in large ministries know that there's kind of the pecking order, there's this aura <laughs> You know, I, I I had the opportunity to uh, to work uh, with Pastor Jack Hayford for oh. you know for many years. And you know, I'm just dropping names now, yes. right? Just uh, you know, you talk. I'm going to yeah. lay down Dr. Hayford. You can lay down Tony Evans. Let's see what else you got going. Dr. Jack Hayford, he he helped me stop smoking weed. He there, <laughs> like literally, listen to him on the radio. Oh, yes. Anyway, I don't know if I could say that on this radio, but, but that's my story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you you're around people like that, but you have the opportunity to really. See, as they invest into the lives of their staff, as they go through the process, <clears throat> I'll tell this story about Pastor Jack. I, uh, when I was there in the, the, um, in the uh, late 90s, yeah. and he had the opportunity to, um, to lead the, the Million Man Prayer Vigil with, Dr., uh, with uh, Coach McCartney yes. you know, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yes. And I remember watching it on TV, you know, and so here's... Here's, you know, the pastor of the church, and I'm part of that organization. And he's literally helping lead a a million men in prayer and kind of organizing that. And you would think, you know, coming back from that, that there would be this sense of, not not self of self-importance, I don't ever want to say that, but you would think there would be a certain, uh, I don't know, uh, attitude that he, he might have. I tell you what. Just observing his demeanor when mm-hmm. he came back, it was total humility. Yeah. Like I can't believe, you know, yeah. that that God gave me this opportunity to serve Him in this way. Wow! And you know, to see uh, a person of prominence, mm-hmm. you know, operate in His gift. I'm right. sure you see that with with others. I, I've you know had the chance to be in the backstage. Uh, when uh, Greg Laurie, you yeah. know, during during his meetings, I tell you what, there's such a burden of the calling uh, of being uh, upright before the Lord in those instances. And you see that, I'm sure, with Dr. Evans, that you have a tremendous respect for the call of God on their life, the responsibility that they feel, and oftentimes the humility that, that God's using them and and um, you, you just have an opportunity to observe all that. And, and yes, and not just with Doctor Doctor Tony Evans, but his his late wife, Doctor Lois Evans. Hmm. Just the way that seeing her invest in one my woman, my wife, uh, and other women, and even invest in me, the encouragement. Uh, even you know her sister Elizabeth Cannons, just the encouragement that I got from her. Just and my wife and I got from her being. The you know being parents and her investment in children, uh, what what I what you what we learn from those guys like Dr. Jack Hayford and Dr. Tony Evans is God almost unconsciously teaches us how to walk mm-hmm. and in order 
And I, so Dr. Tony Evans never set me down and said, Jason, uh, when God gives you a platform, here's how you got to make sure you operate. But I watched him. Right, right. I, you know, we, we went <laughs> mm-hmm. to, a, you know, we go to a public school for an event and he would say something and I would mention to him like, man, you told these guys, you asked them, they, you say they know how to dunk a basketball, but do they know how to slam dunk a dream? Mm-hmm. And I said, Dr. Evans, uh, I don't know if I know how to slam dunk a dream. He's like, come to my office and we'll talk about it. I'll teach you how to dunk. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even, so watch, watching that, just making sure that when I'm speaking and people on my team are around me, making sure I'm following up. Not only does the crowd know, but those who are, who are in my circle uh, know how to walk and do right. It's, it's, I always think of when Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Well, my yoke is easy. It, it's the idea there is the the yoke, the oxen. You would link a big ox, a mature ox, up with a young ox, and so where the young ox had all this energy and didn't know how to maintain self control, he gets yoked up with a bigger ox, and so that 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 young ox, as he's learning to plow, automatically knows how to just walk and take things with wisdom, and so God allows us mentors and people in our lives that we do ministry with to learn how to walk. I'm uh, going to turn 66 this fall. How old are you going to be? How early? I just turned 45. Okay. So what you begin to learn is, as we get older and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to get over on the other side of, of yeah. things. And is... I'm, a, I'm an immature 45, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're in that area now where you're beginning to mentor the next generation. God's calling you to do that, hmm. Jason, that while you saw the example of Dr. Evans and, and uh, Dr. Andre Sims and those hmm. men, you know, you're in that moment now where the Lord's going to uh, begin to move you over into that other side where your influence, your example, you, the things that you're doing are going to influence that next generation. <sighs> and you say that. It, it forces me to deal with my junk mm-hmm. because I, a lot of times I don't feel worthy mm. of that. I feel like, like, man, I, there are people that asked me to mentor them a few years ago. Mm. And I denied that opportunity because I felt like I wasn't worthy enough to mentor. And what God began to show me is enough, enough of you making excuses. You are not an orphan. You're sitting at my table Cause I called, you don't have to, you like, uh, and with the inferiority complex asked to pass the mashed potatoes, I gave you a seat at my table. You are an adopted heir into my family. So you with great confidence can say, pass the peace, <laughs> pass the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Don't walk, you know, don't walk, uh, timidly, but with boldness, take your seat at the table and embrace the opportunity and with hum- humility, not with pride, but with humility, be able to say, hey, you know what? I have learned some things, and here's well, how I can teach you. Well, and it goes back to the same thing that the story you just you shared earlier about, about uh, you know, your mom reminding you what Howard Hendricks said. Yeah. When, the Lord, when the Lord begins to give you that assignment, it's because you're ready. He wants you to take that next step. Yes, and— the fact that when you talk about stewardship, the the when when the leader, the the new ruler, gave the all these guys one mina, one talent, and told them to go make most of it, occupy till I come. 
one buried his out of discomfort, out of fear, out of whatever you want to call it. And when it comes to those people who asked me to mentor them, I buried my ability to mentor because of my discomfort hmm. and was a poor stewardship of the knowledge and the insight that God's given me. Like comedians, I just, I was the president of the Christian Comedy Association. I just stepped down. I ended my, I'm not going to say tenure, but it's a two-year term. I was the president for three years. And in the process, there were comedians who would ask me to mentor them. And I did certain things, but I didn't embrace it. The impact that I really could have had because I felt like I still had a lot to learn. And that stops a lot of people from making disciples. Like, I'm not this mature disciple. It doesn't matter. If you know a little bit, you don't even have to be a page in front of people. You can just be a paragraph or a sentence ahead of people to teach them what you do learn or know. Well, and the reality is that mentoring process, in my mind, is simply being honest. It's simply showing your heart to somebody else. That's so good. It's, It's simply... You know, it's it's not saying, now I've, that I've perfected this, now I want you to follow me. Mm-hmm. The mentoring process, in my mind, is saying, I am, I am a sinner saved by grace, and God has been faithful in my life, and therefore I want to help you experience that same faithfulness and, and, and for the assignment that the Lord has called you to be fulfilled in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you ever experienced this. When you were uh, working with Dr. Jack Hayford, but a lot of times part of my trap was I would look at all these great men that God had me around and admire all the things they were doing while it caused me uh, to have an undercover uh, discontentment with myself or I almost want to say covetousness where I'm. I forget what I have because I'm focusing on what others have. Hmm. So I look at my the great man that my dad was or is, the my granddad's. I have an uncle, Chuck, who ran NASA in Cleveland. Yes, he was the deputy director of NASA in Cleveland. And I would watch, listen to him communicate and talk about things. But I just missed the fact that I would always say God made me, is going to make me like them in my own way. But I would focus on their... Uh, their intellect, their ability, and didn't necessarily focus on who God made me. So I feel like that's why I say I'm I'm a little bit behind while I'm just discovering like, wait, I'm not an orphan. <laughs> I'm in the, I've been in the house, but I have a seat at the table and God has given me his access to all of his accounts mm-hmm. because I'm a son. I don't, some things I just need to walk into. I don't have to walk in like timidly. God's like, dude, stop that. Come on in here. <laughs> well, you're listening to Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmsted, and we're talking with uh, Christian comedian Jason Earls. And Jason, you had uh, mentioned to me uh, that you've had some great opportunities to walk with, uh, to, to minister in, with other ministries like Focus on the Family yes. and, and doing some comedy stuff for them. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know— as you've been able to navigate through some of these circles, the Lord's given you some great opportunities. Yeah, he has. And, and I'm grateful. I just, I just want to publicly tell God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, and So here's how I describe what I do with comedy. I creatively take a paintbrush 
And with comedy, with words, I paint, and as we laugh, I paint a picture of what God wants our lives intended to look like based off of his word. So I talk a lot about family, being a husband with six kids, uh, and family is part of my passion, which word got out that there's this funny dude who talks about family, who believes in equipping people creatively on how what a what a marriage a healthy marriage looks like what the biblical standard of God's idea of marriage looks like what it looks like for parents to disciple their kids and so as a result of that I was invited to be a part of the date night comedy tour where some individuals who got blessed with their resources got together and said what are we going to do with our money there's an attack on marriage in this country and so we want to fund uh and equip marriages so we started this date night comedy tour where we started uh we came to portland uh we did a small stint in C- in the seattle area just doing stand-up comedy while teaching marriage principles and then focus on the family got wind of it and they said you know what we're gonna do this national date night challenge where they got churches all over the country and internationally say hey buy into this date night challenge host a date night comedy night and so we recorded this this comedy show in orlando and and it went out to churches all across the world and where they couples came in and they laughed and were equipped to do marriage um you know i've done with one of my personal friends guy by the name of michael jr um we did um he was invited to the Love Like You Mean It cruise with Dennis Rainey, mm-hmm. and I jumped on that and just developed friendships with a lot of those individuals. Uh, shout out to my man Bob Lapine, Jeff Kemp, <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all those guys. Just uh, you know, and where I were able to you know become friends with you know. I, I'm name dropping. I don't. That's like all right. You can you can name drop. That's all right. I asked yeah, the question. Just a lot of influencers that God is using. And, you know, what Proverbs talks about, you see a man gifted in his work, uh, he will be in front of great men. Mm-hmm. And I I get emotional with this stuff because I, I see the scriptures lived out with something simple as telling people, uh, making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And uh, my uncle, the, the, the rocket scientist, he always says God didn't give everybody everything. He gave everybody something. Mm-hmm. And I am I added my own part to it. And God wants to use your something as insignificant, as small as it is, to make his name great, to impact his kingdom. And it just it it brings me to the point of tears, knowing that God has chosen something as small as making people laugh. I'm like my favorite Christmas song growing up was the little drummer boy. I don't have anything, but I got this song, this little drum, these drumsticks. And I play this song for you on my drum. And that's all. I've got this ability to make people laugh. And God put a passion in me to play the drum of comedy, to beat, to help any people march to his drum beat. Hmm. And that's what I do. Well, yeah, and I'm wish, not supposed to be crying already. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's my goal, you know, on this, you know, get them crying, get them crying, you know, yeah. tell the story. No, no, that that's the passion the Lord's given you. Yeah. And uh, when he's done that, you know, some 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 great things happen. Yes. First Peter, all, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. First Peter uh, 410 says, uh, if any man speaks, let him speaks as as the oracles of God, as if God was 
was communicating himself. If anyone is to serve, let him do so as if God is serving. So as I tell as I tell jokes, my desire is to tell jokes, whether it's at a church, a university, on television, in a movie, in a comedy club. I want to tell jokes as if Jesus Christ was telling jokes himself. And that's what all of us are supposed to be doing in the area that we what we do, if, whatever it is that we serve, as you do radio. It's as if God is doing radio himself. Hmm. And Amen. that's my desire with comedy. Amen. Well, tell me a little bit about marriage DNA. <laughs> so God made everybody special and unique in their own right. And everybody has their own fingerprint, just like DNA is designed for for significance and reproduction. So God made everybody special and unique. And when you get married, the uniqueness doesn't cease. It actually increases. So God takes two unique individuals and makes them one. And so their marriage is is unique unlike any other marriage in the world. You, you're, you're unique. Your wife is unique. And God brought y'all together. And just like DNA, you're not only unique in your marriage, but God also wants to reduplicate or reproduce other followers of Christ. There's a passage in Malachi. Malachi 2 says, um, did, it, did not God make them one and give them a portion of the spirit? And what was God seeking? Godly offspring. Therefore, do not deal treacherously with the wife of your youth. God wants healthy marriages. And what does God want help with healthy marriages? He wants a reproduction of godly people, whether it's children that you give physical birth to or whether it's people that you help produce in this thing called followers of Jesus disciples. So we help people discover their uniqueness as an individual. And with your own uniqueness brings different strengths and challenges in your marriage. And so we help people understand that one way that you make effective disciples through your marriage is not just through great things, but even through the tough things. Like the toughest things, like if I told you right now, I have two kids who are graduating from college. I mean, graduated from high school. We have 20 people who are coming to stay at our home. And my wife wants her home in tip top shape. And I'm not the cleanest guy. So it's a struggle for me right now as I'm trying to clean up and make the house, the queen's castle ready. (laughs) If I tell you that that's been plucking my nerves and it's really been a struggle, but I'm learning to be submissive to the Lord and honoring my wife and dealing with her in an understanding way. Now some husbands are hearing that and say, man, I need to go clean up right now. So your junk in your marriage isn't meant for the trunk. It's not meant for you to hide. But as you expose and be transparent in your weak spots, God oftentimes uses that to help other people in their marriage and, or if they're not marriage. Yeah. And so we just, we're about laughing. We have a lot of fun as we walk through marriage and help people heal and grow and see their own uniqueness in their marriage. Well, and, and you do the marriage uh, DNA, you travel all over? Yes, my or... wife and I, we do it. So we start off with a lot of fun laughing and showing men and women like, oh, snap, you can laugh and talk about this stuff. And then after that, we start this process. Typically, best case scenario, we make a weekend. Friday night, we laugh. And then we spend the next day or day and a half just walking through unpacking God one, God's unique design of marriage and then your specific marriage DNA. Well, as we're coming out of COVID, I think there's going to be a lot of churches uh, and even here at the station where we're going to want to get uh, Jason and his wife here to uh, 
to have a, a DNA, have a marriage DNA. Uh, Absolutely. If if you want to laugh a lot and laugh hard, but yet dive into not the scriptures, but not only the scriptures, but how the scriptures work in a practical way. Thanks, Howard Hendricks. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we do in in the area of marriage. So, if somebody wants to, if it's, if you're a pastor or a marriage leader here in a local church, and they want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Just all things at Jason Earls. So, if you you know JasonEarls.com, if you Google comedian Jason Earls, you got to put comedian in front of it because there's a Disney guy who takes all the uh, um, <laughs> CSO stuff. So, um, yeah, so just contact Jason Earls, comedian Jason Earls, and my team are standing by, ready to. See how we can be a service to help equip you and your people. Well, this has been fun, Jason, oh, and we've shared a few me. tears. We've shared a few laughs, laughs, which is what I love to do here on Heart of the City. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This guy makes people cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear the podcast of this broadcast or the previous, you can go to uh, thewordseattle.com, click on local programs, Though you'll, you'll see my smiling face, Heart of the City, and all of the podcasts that are Heart of the City can be uh, listened to there. So, Jason, bless you, my friend. Thank you so God much. God bless you, man, and all that you do. Amen. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special, Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead. 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com The preceding program was pre-recorded.